Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Nature's Edge is brought to you by the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina, Western North Carolina's only magazine dedicated to the fishing enthusiast. Pick one up at over 400 locations throughout Western North Carolina or visit them online at theanglermagazine.com to find out more. And be sure to follow them on Facebook, Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina. Programming support for Nature's Edge comes from the Native Watercraft, locally made fishing kayaks designed for Carolina waters and beyond. Models featuring the hands-free propel pedal drive system, the new Slayer 12XC, perfect for fishing the French Broad as well as a full range of kayak fishing accessories can be purchased at the Native Watercraft Factory Store at 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher, North Carolina. Again, that is 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher. For more details, Google Native Watercraft Factory Store. Hey guys, you know getting to spend every day surrounded by giraffes and elephants, big cats and other wild animals is understandably a dream job for many people. But here's a reality for our, our guest today, Dr. Nick Kapustin is a uh, zoo administrator with the Greenville Zoo down in Greenville, South Carolina and uh, Nick grew up I think up in Ohio and, and uh sort of always had an interest in animals and, and really developed an appreciation for medicine. So obviously his career direction kind of took him into veterinary medicine. And uh, he's a graduate from the Ohio State University College of Veterinary Medicine. And he practiced at the Louisville Zoo. He practiced at the Dallas Zoo, the Indianapolis Zoo, Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens. And before uh, getting down to, uh, to Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Zoo. And uh, his position there... Um, it really involves not just the health program of of the animals, but uh, he's involved with conservation and education programs as well. Dr. Nick, welcome to Nature's Edge. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. I guess uh, one of the one of the things that uh, you know people always ask is, ask me about uh, when I and say uh, don't always ask uh, people when you're interviewing people with the zoo is, do you have a favorite animal? I'm just going to start right there. No, I'm, that's got to be the most uh, frequent question I'm, I encounter. But I really enjoy working with all all the creatures we have. And in zoo medicine, you work with everything from, you know, the insect side, uh, walking sticks, for example, to amphibians, frogs, different reptiles, um, and you know, birds and mammals. So it's it's hard to pick a favorite. I've been fortunate to work with a lot of really neat animals and so each has their own unique properties and characteristics that just make it interesting to work with. Oh, absolutely. Uh Dr. Nick, do you do you ever get out of the uh out of the zoo world? I mean, do you do anything uh, with wild animals outside of the zoo? I uh currently don't have anything that's an an out outside activity as far as a research project. I'm, I'm working on getting a few things uh, that we can do with the zoo here that could be uh, on the international side to help with some capacity building in a in a in a uh, in a country that I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, 
get some exposure to and do some uh, projects with when I was at the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens. It's the country of Guyana and South South America. Know it well. And it's really kind of little known, but it's a very pristine country, and I still maintained a lot of my partnerships there. So we're hoping to get some things that we can do both you know, long distance and in country to work with their wildlife and the Guyana Zoo, uh, potentially with some uh, capacity building and working with, uh, uh, with, with all the folks down there. Uh, yeah, that... yeah, I guess because you'd asked me about... A favorite animal, I guess. One thing to on the South American side, certainly I enjoy uh, those creatures from that part of the world. Part of it from having traveled there and being able to 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 do what we can to help with the conservation of those species. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big cat guy, and uh, mm. I've done a lot of work with big cats all over the world. In fact, one of the first uh, nature documentaries that I did was was a uh, documentary that won a bunch of awards called Path of the Jaguar. And we actually, uh, I was actually involved with uh, working with jaguars in, in from the Yucatan down through uh, Belize and Guatemala and Honduras and all the way down. And it was, uh, it was pretty fascinating. Oh, yes. Yeah, jaguars are definitely uh, an amazing cat. They really are. I'm, I'm one of the fortunate ones that has seen most of the big cats in the wild. And and actually, the jaguar was one of the more difficult ones to see. They, uh, but once I once I've kind of figured it out, I was able to do it. Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Greenville Zoo a little bit. Uh, just give us a little background on it. Well, the Greenville Zoo uh, opened in 1960, and uh, it, it's a small zoo in terms of the footprint we occupy. We're about 14 acres but uh, have a lot that's included in that 14 acres where um, the Greenville Zoo is part of the, the Parks and Recreation Department for the city of Greenville. And so we're located within Cleveland Park, so we're kind of a subset of, of that large park. Sure. And there are a number of other parks in the city. And so the, the zoo has grown over the years in terms of the, the extent of species that, that we have here. Uh, we over the years have gotten very, very involved in more and more uh, con- conservation programs of, uh, in terms of breeding efforts and S- uh, species survival plans and, and such to where we've got uh, species like red panda, amur leopard, Maasai giraffe, Sumatran orangutan, uh, just to name a few that we're very active in in regards to working with the whole AZA, the Association of Zoo and Aquarium sure. uh, com- community, where basically it's a, a cooperative breeding effort uh, amongst all the zoos where we ba- nobody really owns an animal per se in terms of the animals themselves. You, you're, you're the caretakers for that animal, but they're moved around for appropriate reasons to maintain the genetic diversity. And so over the years, we've, we've had some really great uh, increases in our, in our uh, breeding and uh, have been able to contribute to the, to the population that way. Yeah, I, I think that's important for people to know, uh, particularly what you said about that uh, zoos don't actually own the animals. That's, uh, I, I think most people aren't aware of that. And uh, you might mention, uh, Dr. Nick, where do the zoos actually get their animals? They, they, it's pretty much from other zoos, correct? That's pretty much the case. It's it's very very rare to get an animal from the wild, and uh, 
it's both in the in the U.S. Uh, as well as animals that, that that come from other other countries, continents. As I mentioned, the breeding program that we have that we are cooperatively involved with with the AZA, uh, we're an accredited member of AZA, and so all the accredited members. There's about 230 total institutions. And each, like I said, has an SSP or species survival plan. And those animals are, are sort of shared amongst institutions to where uh, they uh, are bred at, at the discretion of the, the management groups. The, the breeding management groups are very, uh, very focused on making sure that appropriate breedings occur or appropriate contraception occurs where you don't have breeding and then those animals will move from one zoo to another to match with another uh, male or female what have you to maintain the genetic diversity and so those births are the ones that are within the u.s Uh, there's very it's very rare to fold in another animal that is a wild caught animal Uh, that occurs on rare occasions and when it does it's it's vetted through a those management groups and those sure. decisions aren't aren't made very uh, very quickly or or, uh, or cavalierly. Yeah, I I, uh, I understand that and appreciate that. And speaking of you, you mentioned giraffes. Didn't uh, didn't the Greenville Zoo have a new baby uh, giraffe not long ago? We did, uh, and he's doing well. We uh, we have the uh, have the, uh, the the growth kind of observed as people are uh, many we've got a great loyal uh, draft cam following so people were actually were able to observe him from the day of birth they we have a draft cam that allows people to view the animals both on exhibit as well as in their uh, draft barn and the birth took place in the draft barn and i don't know how many people were watching it was a, a large number sure. but we have that kind of opportunity that we're able to share a giraffe with literally the world. Anybody that can tune in the giraffe camp can watch it, and we do have some international uh, followers on that side. Now, will this baby go to another zoo? Yes, this baby will. Uh, we don't know yet when or where. Uh, certainly needs to grow a little bit. Uh, he's got a, an older sister that will soon be be traveling to another zoo in the in the near future. So we have a uh, a family group of four total that uh, uh, that w- that we maintain here. And those decisions on where the youngsters go are from the uh, Maasai Giraffe SSP, and that group meets once or potentially twice a year. I, I forget exactly, but that's where those decisions are made based on who should go where uh, regarding how much uh, genetic, well, how, what degrees of relatedness different animals have sure. and, and who's the best match, almost, almost like a match.com, although not exactly, um, but, it, but all those decisions are made very, very uh, judiciously. Yeah, I would think so, and I, I, I know that, um, Dr. Nick, you guys in, in the Greenville Zoo have a pretty strong education program, and, and I know one of, the, one of the things you have is actually a lecture series. Could you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Uh, the lecture series, the education program itself, we've got a lot of things that uh, we do both on the, the formal school side as well as informal uh, education, and the lecture series falls under the informal education side. We started the lecture series in 2014, and uh, it was an opportunity to 
expand our con- conservation messaging, our conservation mission into the community. As, as, a, as a part of our mission and vision is to, to definitely get conservation into the community. And it was really an opportunity to try to get more people aware of the great work that's done in conservation, both locally, regionally, and internationally. Uh, we have uh, we initially started it with uh, in conjunction with Furman University and had it on campus there. And in 2016, we we moved it from the Furman campus to downtown Greenville, where we've had lectures primarily at the Children's Museum of the Upstate, where that's a little bit more central location, and it's allowed us to broaden our audience and also get um, a little bit more diverse attendance and share the lectures with, we literally get all ages. We get youngsters that uh, are, uh, are are there for uh, just whatever they can learn about animals, and they love the animals that, that we, we talk about through the lecture series, to adults, and we get everyone, everyone from those that are kind of scientifically oriented to those just, just love and appreciate nature. And uh, the lectures themselves are geared to be a very inf- informational. Uh, they're not majorly scientific, so they kind of hit all audiences, sure. and uh, those speakers are really able to, to, to uh, command the attention of everybody in the room. I've watched uh, the youngsters in in the audience, and it I've never really seen an, a, a child fidget or divert their attention elsewhere. They're really attuned to the lectures that occur. Um, we've gotten lectures from uh, all parts of the world. We've recently had a, a couple lectures from uh, individuals working with orangutans in both Borneo and Sumatra. We've had a researcher that is doing field work on, on giraffe in Africa. We, uh, we're involved with the an organization called the Madagascar Flora and Fauna Group yes. that addresses uh, mm-hmm. conservation matters in, in, in Madagascar. And we've had uh, lectures from several people over the last couple of years, three years, uh, talking about the Madagascar wildlife. That's where lemurs are. I, yep. uh, people love lemurs. And so an opportunity to share that information. And on the local side, we, we've... Uh, had a couple lectures on South Carolina bats through the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources bat biologist. Great stuff. I, I know I get uh, get asked to do lectures uh, quite a bit, and and I, you're right. I, I mean, I love the kids. Uh, you know, they'll get up there, and and whether I'm showing uh, animals or I have some real animals with me, and they just absolutely hang on every word, and they ask great questions. Oh yeah, yeah, they're. There's always a question from one of the kids, it seems like, in the audience, and so it definitely shows their degree of engagement. And one thing, one thing we try to do, we've done this the last two years, um, it's, it's happened in August, is although the programs are geared for all ages and the lectures um, are, are presenting that, that kind of diverse information to people from natural history to, to the particular research that's being done and in conservation and habitat preservation, but... Uh, we have an actually uh, kids-oriented activity uh, that we do in partnership with the Children's Museum of the Upstate. We've done it the last two uh, times in August where we have had a, a kids' focus 
and uh, it's particularly programs that that are actually that they're done by kids. And uh, Scaly Adventures was here most recently, and then we had one more generation, uh, each of which have their own conservation focus, and it shows kids how they can get some involvement at at a young age in conservation and and some good role models for the younger people that are doing the programs to the the other kids in the audience. Yeah, and and, you know, and I really believe if if we can get to these younger kids at this stage uh, and get them excited about wildlife and conservation, that's that's when you really, uh, really get their attention and and they really begin to love what what's out there and uh, if they love it they'll help protect it most definitely that that passion gets gets fueled and a lot of a lot of good questions are answered that help kids decide um, potentially what careers they want to enter and what what kind of involvements they could have with the natural world one way or the other yeah dr nick let's talk a little bit i, I know you've got uh, you guys are involved with the really uh, uh, Rills Film Festival uh, 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 with wildlife conservation uh, down in Greenville. Could you talk a little about that? I know the uh, sort of the deadline for submission on that is is coming up pretty quick. Right, right. We're uh, we're participating as a sort of a sponsor and uh, partner with the Reedy Reels Film Festival that's been in downtown uh, Greenville the last five years. Uh, it's a festival that's held the 1st through the 3rd of November, and it's at the Gunter Theater within the Peace Center. Uh, the, the festival is two days, and I've been fortunate enough to attend the uh, last couple years. I really enjoy films and all different topics. And the festival itself covers films from documentary to fiction, uh, all different short films under 20 minutes. And after I attended last year, I was thinking it would be really uh, a great opportunity to 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 bring wildlife conservation films to the community and spoke with some folks associated with the festival and we uh we we're going to be hosting uh through the film festival folks a a two-hour block of wildlife conservation films on november 2nd in the early afternoon 1 30 to 3 30 and we currently have an sort of an all call for wildlife films they um they should be professionally produced with good production values but they're a very short uh duration sure. that right now uh we are accepting up until the 1st of September so anybody in the audience that knows of uh of a film if, or a filmmaker that that makes those types of films can certainly direct them to the Reedy Reels uh, website. It's readyreels.com, and on it there's a portal to submit films, and it gives all the detail too if people need to get additional information. That it's submitted through a, 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 a portal called Film Freeway. Yeah. And so uh, those films that are submitted up through the first of September will be involved in their review and uh, deciding. Um, which which films are able to to be shown? Uh, there's we're getting a really good response, but are trying to get as much uh, a variety, and so appreciate any opportunity to get the word out to folks about well, it. We'll we'll get it out there, and uh, all right, guys. I know I've got a lot of you out there that listen to my show that are filmmakers and and specialize in wildlife films. So here's an opportunity. It's uh, you don't have a lot of time, but uh, get on there, and if you've got a if you got something you think needs to 
needs to play, let's let's uh, help him out and and get it on there. Um, sure. And and just a quick note too. Yeah. And uh, we our our website is greenvillezoo.com, and it uh, it it tells everything about our programs, including conservation. And right now we don't. We will soon have some more detail about the the session uh, in the near future. So people want to kind of stay tuned to that under the conservation tab. They can keep track there. And also, if there's anybody that has a question about the festival that's associated with the zoo on the zoo side, we do have a contact us portion to to on the website. So you can certainly send an email to that contact us, and then it'll it'll end up coming to me, and I can certainly answer additional questions that might come up by your listeners. That's uh, that's all great stuff, uh, Dr. Nagy, I'm, and I'm I'm glad. Uh, Glad we're helping uh, get some word out there, and and I'm going to do my very best to be down there for that uh, for that event as well for the uh, festival and especially now that I know you have a a wildlife conservation session as part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. We we we're hoping to get a, a lot of new folks. It's a it's a new medium certainly for for us to to work with, and we're just looking at different ways to inspire others in the community to care about conservation issues around the world and at home and and conservation for us is not only wildlife conservation certainly habitat conservation and preservation is important but also green practices and sustainability are, are key to everything so we we, we have a, a green team that's focused on recycling and sustainability efforts and we're sort of working in conjunction with the, the city recycling program too we're fortunate enough being part of the city and this recycling program so that kind of partnership keeps things going on the green side that's amazing stuff uh, dr nick uh, i really appreciate you taking some time and visiting with us today no i appreciate it and uh, if you uh, yourself have a film to submit certainly i i I think that would be fantastic or no of, of, of some folks. And I'll look forward to seeing you at the film festival as well as uh, any other listeners out there. Uh, those that attend that are your listeners will will be at the session. So track me down and pull me aside and say hi and that you heard this on the uh, on Nature's Edge show. Yeah. Well, this is Nature's Edge, and I am your humble host, Dale Stewart. We've been talking to, uh, to Dr. Nick Capustina. Can't even talk today. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> with uh, with the Greenville Zoo and and all of the fun stuff that they're doing. Until next time, my friends, I will see you on the trail. You run wild and free. Visit naturesedgemedia.com. You can check out podcasts, videos, lecture archives from Dale, and much more. Thank you for listening to Nature's Edge, Zine of Western North Carolina.